There we go. What's up, everybody in the Wrestling Inc. universe? It is Monday night, October 29th, and it is the post-Monday Night Raw podcast here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel and, of course, all across the audio channels. I'm Justin LaBar being joined by Mr. Raj Geary and the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. What's up, bud? Good to talk to you, Matt. Raj? Not much. How are you doing? Uh, good. We got a busy, busy uh, time right now in the world of WWE, of course, coming off of Evolution. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Raw, the go-home show for Crown Jewel, which, again, got heavily booed whenever mentioned or any graphics shown. We'll get into that sure. in just a little bit. Uh, but let's just go right into it, guys. Uh, Monday Night Raw opens up, and we get Baron Corbin, the acting uh, general manager. Uh, he's got the vacant Universal title around his uh, over his shoulder. This is just right after they did the recap video package, just reminding everybody of Roman Reigns uh, stepping away uh, to battle, unfortunately, his uh, very serious diagnosis of leukemia. Uh, Baron Corbin talked about the title. It's going to be decided at Crown Jewel in a title match. And here comes Brock Lesnar with his advocate, Paul Heyman. Baron Corbin getting a little overzealous to hype the beast. And Paul Heyman quickly puts a stop to that, reminding him that is his job. And we get uh, you know kind of the same old Paul Heyman uh, promo. Not to say it's not good, but it is, it's just one we've, we've, we've heard almost down to the T. Just insert said opponent, said promotion, which is this is not... Uh, this is not a prediction. This is the spoiler. Brock Lesnar is going to once, become, once again become Universal Champion and uh, destroy Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman comes out, gives the, uh, the, 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 the man a few words. You're going to get these hands and then proceeds to give the uh, power slam to Baron Corbin several times. Uh, and then it ends with uh, Brock Lesnar coming up behind him, giving him an F5. Gentlemen, this segment ends very much the traditional wrestling booking 101 would say. It ends with Brock Lesnar getting the sneak attack F5 on Strowman, which would mean, by logic, right, that Strowman is going to walk out as champion. Matt, do you agree? I do. You okay with that? Yeah, I am okay with that. But the segment made Braun look like this, a bumbling idiot by uh, Brock laughing in his face the entire time, setting him up for that F5 from Jump Street, telling him to pick him up and do it one more time. And Braun goes, okay, and does it, and then walks into an F5 with his back turned to Brock Lesnar. Made him look like an idiot. That's a good way to bury a baby face. A giant one, might I add. And they did. Yeah, it's one thing when you have a baby face. Uh, it, it's already hard enough to have a, a guy of bronze size be a baby face, but when you have him be fee fi fo fum baby face stupid, uh, mm -hmm. doesn't do a lot of uh, advantages there. Uh, Raj, are you at any bit excited for this uh, vacant Universal title match? You know what? I kind of am. You know, I'm, I'm always a little excited for Brock matches, regardless of who it's against. They're always so different. Um, you, a lot of times you don't know what to expect. I'm guessing Strowman's winning here, but you know we all thought that before WrestleMania with uh, Reigns and Lesnar. Um, because, I mean, let's face it, with Reigns out, WWE probably wants Brock worse than ever. And uh, yes. is it to the point that they outbid UFC and, and get him not to fight Cormier and, and, and come back on a, a regular Lesnar schedule, not a regular uh, WWE schedule, but... Uh, I could, I mean, I could see them trying to pull those strings, trying to get him back, uh, tr tr try to get back to being a regular performer, at least on, on, you know, his regular schedule. So yeah, it's a valid I would guess Strowman, but you just never know. Yeah. That's a valid conversation. And I'm, I'm one of the biggest Braun Strowman fans. I have been since before most people saw him debut with the Wyatt family. I, 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 I saw and heard a little bit about this guy down the, in the PC and I was just like, man, I hope this can, can, can see its way through. But I'll even I'll say you're right. There's ne it's never a lock when you're going up against Brock Lesnar that that Brock's going to lose because you, you just said it. He's such an attraction. I too always look forward to matches with him to some degree because it's just so special and you're only going to see so. There's only going to be so many of them left 
uh, in his career, which you got to think is winding down. So yeah, there's no with with Reigns gone, there is no guarantee that this is bronze to take. Um, you know, they very well could. Money could talk to where you know they might still let him go do UFC, but they might also want to still tout that Brock Lesnar uh, is their champion. And then once again, we don't have a champion regularly on Raw, but that's right. nothing new. Who do you see them pushing as kind of like the top guy, the guy that was in Reigns' spot, um, as far as? You know, the company guy, phase of the company, does all the Make-A-Wish stuff, um, you know, does, does the PR. You know, I mean, there's only been a handful of guys uh, over the last 20 years that have really been in that spot. And only, you know, five, I would say, that really, really made it with uh, Hogan, uh, Austin, Rock, um, uh, Cena, Cena, and uh, Roman Reigns. Um, but, but here's the thing, Raj. It's, it's, it's like Roman is no John Cena. John Cena. No, was that's no, why I wasn't was, including was Roman no, in there. Was, was, no, was no Stone Cold. He was who they were trying to push. He was the hood ornament right. of that company, Raj. Yeah. No, All for right, sure. So, like, and you had the Diesel and Shawn Michaels in there, too. All right. Well, well no one's going to – it's going to be nobody. The only one that can do it is uh, and get that kind of – make that kind of money and be that kind of draw is Brock Lesnar. Um, no one else is – anyone else, it's going to take years. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take them two to three years to develop, uh, let's say it's Seth Rollins, for example. It's going to take them, if they want to go full board with the Seth Rollins, just as an example, two to three years of Roman Reigns shoving him down their people's throats, Seth Rollins, to get to that level. So because they're not going to do that, they don't have the patience to do that, it's going to be they're going to throw as much money to Brock as possible to be the hood ornament of that brand, of that company. He's not going to be doing the make-a-wishes and all that other stuff. He'll have, they'll have all the other guys be doing that stuff. Um, but I, I don't think there is one. I don't think there will be one. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's going to be by committee of who's going to insert what, who's going to fit what role as a babyface. I think Braun Strowman can be your, okay, he's your larger-than-life attraction when you mm-hmm. don't have Brock Lesnar around. Mm-hmm. I think Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are your workhorses. They can do the make-a-wish stuff because they have that kind of personality. Yep. And then I think you can look at um, you know, you, you can look at others that are more just in the wrestling book. You know, Elias seems to have charisma and they face turned him. So it's very much going to be a committee thing of who plugs in where as a babyface. It's kind of almost reminiscent, Matt. This is a time period you can remember. You know, 03 going into 04, Austin's gone. The Rock is starting now to do more and more Hollywood. He's less and less around. John Cena hasn't yet exploded. Triple H is there. You know, it, we're kind of right. in that period right now where they're, I mean, this is the exciting time too. When those things happen, those situations happen, that's when somebody has to step up. So that's kind of yeah, where we're at now. Supposed to be Batista on one side, Cena on the other side with Orton right underneath them. Yeah. yeah and it was supposed to be, and B- Batista was supposed to be number one, actually. It was supposed to be Batista, then Cena, and what then it, that got switched pretty quick. We'll talk about taking opportunity uh, as we look at who's going to be the babyface, who's going to be the heels. A guy who got switched from babyface over to heel. Um, and and was in this first match against Finn Balor. It was Bobby Lashley, of course, with his hype man in Leo Rush. Uh, Bobby Lashley, as 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 we've had on WrestlingInc.com, uh, being reported in places that Bobby Lashley's probably dealing with some type of an injury. I think a shoulder injury is what that's uh, being attributed to. But no word on if it's something he's just going to keep working through, or if, or if an extended bit of time off is is going to happen. But nonetheless, Leo Rush hypes up his man, who smells like money, who walks like money, who. This is money. Who poops money? Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley gets a win uh, over Finn Balor. And then uh, Leo Rush sees a, an important text, and they rush off to the backstage. Um, uh, Leo Rush is annoying now. It's really <laughs> annoying. Um, not even in a good – not even a, like getting heat annoying kind of way now. It's just super annoying. Um, Bobby 
now it makes sense. He was doing some basic stuff I've never seen him do before. Usually when you give a guy a side slam, you shoot him off the ropes or you, you give him a turnbuckle and have him feed out from the turnbuckle. Then you meet him in the middle of the ring with a sidewalk slam. Um, he didn't do that. He just like randomly picked him up out of the corner and walked him out and gave him a side slam. Like he was doing like 101 basic of most basic wrestling moves. And that makes sense because if he's injured, that makes sense now. I was wondering what that was about. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Matt. I think Leo, I think he's a great personality. Um, mm-hmm. He, he, in limited doses, he should not be doing those promos during the match. He should not be on the house mic, uh, you know, talking during the match. It just it's distracting. It almost makes you want to change the channel and come back later. Um, it's 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 you you got to tweak that character because I like that pairing. I like Leo and Lashley, but I, the way they're doing it right now kind of sucks. Yeah, he, this is a guy who should be getting groomed to work Brock Lesnar. Could you guys see Leo Rush doing his thing with Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? I can't. I can't, but I, I could see Leo Rush doing his thing, Bobby Lashley continuing to move up the card as a dominant heel in a Bobby Lashley versus champion Braun Strowman. And I could see, you know, and, and Braun... With Leo you know, Rush doing that? I actually could, yeah. I really could. I think, I think they need to do what they're doing with Drake Maverick with Leo. He's, in, he's there. He interferes when he needs to. He talks when he needs to, but that's it. You just keep him in the background. Focus more on Lashley because Lashley's kind of, you know, kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit with that. And, and, and let me clarify, I'm not saying like Leo does it every match. I, I could see Leo doing it like, you know, for a time or two. And then, you know, Braun does some gimmick to Leo. Like he duct tapes his mouth shut to a ring post or something. I don't know. I could, I could just see it being an extra stupid manager foil for, uh, for Braun to, to, to be dominant and, and, and throw something heavy on Leo Rush. I don't know. Why didn't they have Lashley win this match? He's taking Cena's spot in the, the tournament. Uh, Finn had won last week anyway. Why not just have Lashley win? That makes way more sense to put him in that tournament and see in a spot. The only thing I could think was because obviously Leo Rush caused the havoc. Unless they felt, okay, Leo hasn't gotten involved in the matches and they wanted to. That's the only thing I could figure that he got involved in. Yeah, but if he gets involved, that should lead to a Lashley win. <clears throat> you could easily have him get involved and Lashley wins. I, I agree. Yeah, it was odd. He doesn't even need that. That's the whole, that's the rib here. He doesn't even need that. It's Bobby Lashley. Why is he losing to anyone? Right, and two weeks in a row, and now he's put in Cena's spot. Makes no sense. Well, so he goes backstage, and yeah, he go, they go to see Baron Corbin, and uh, Corbin uh, just uh, blowing Bobby Lashley about how great <laughs> he is <laughs> and, uh, and basically says, you know what? You've qualified. <laughs> You've qualified, which is something that John Cena never did for the World Cup, so um, he, he much speculated what was going to happen. Uh, of Cena being in the tournament, we we get him replaced. Mm-hmm. Now it is the four guys on Raw against the four guys on uh, SmackDown. I know we'll talk about Crown, Crown Jewel at length a little bit later, but uh, Matt, I mean, uh, are you in any reaction to Cena not being in the World Cup for the show and then putting Bobby Lashley in the spot? Yeah, I say I say God bless John. I'm proud of him um, for sticking to his, his the moral high ground as far as what his beliefs are. Um, if that if that's the reason he pulled out, God bless him. I'm I'm all for it. Um, Bobby is a great replacement. Obviously, he's Bobby Lashley. I still think they should be doing so much more with that guy. His entrance tonight, his music, there's a little, you know, he's got a little bit of a different, different entrance, you know, since he's turned heel. It's, um, he doesn't need Leo Rush. Okay, if you want to have him talk for him backstage in a promo, okay, I can see that. In-ring promo segment, a la Paul Heyman, I can see that. That is all. 
Bobby is a killer. Looks the part. Is the part. He's a main event. He's a main event attraction. I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand what they're looking at when they look at Bobby Lashley and go, "Okay, this will work. This will make him a main event act." <laughs> well, I, I see wanting a mouthpiece, but I agree. Like the way they're doing it, it you're having someone overshadow him with with his constant talking, and and it's annoying. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah, again, I think if they tone Leo down, like you said, like a Paul Heyman, where he's, you know, he's in the corner, he, he's, you know, not on the mic, that would be a big improvement. But Lashley just turns heel. He's losing all the time already. I mean, yeah. give him some steam. He's just That's turned hell. heel. He's he looks like a you, you you look at him and you're just Killer. like, holy crap, this guy is like yes. unlike people you ever see. Right, like, Matt, More you know. Ever. WWE right now more than ever he looks even more different than ever yeah because the guys don't are big muscle bound guys anymore so Bobby sticks out even more yeah. in a good way sorry go ahead no man I was gonna ask you you know Bobby better than than all three of us if you had to guess what what do you think that he prefers does he prefer babyface or heel heel no question okay heel yeah I would guess that most people in WWE have got to prefer being healed just with how bad they write baby faces and, and the promos for him. You know, like, uh, I cannot, I cannot see anyone where they give like really interesting stuff to Ronda Rousey had one of the best baby face promos, you know, on Nikki Bella a couple weeks ago. And that was cause she pretty much wrote that herself with, with Paul Heyman's input. Well, I think across wrestling, I think most, you know, even me and my little bit of performance level, I mean, you know, I think most people enjoy being a heel more. Obviously, there's more money to potentially be made as a babyface if, if you can if you can ride through. But that's, you know, as oh, you said, it's not always. For sure. But back in the day when you had Savage and Hogan and Austin and Rock, when you could put your own personality really into it and, and create your own promos, you know, that uh, that definitely helps you. You're not as limited as you are now. All right, we'll keep moving. Uh, ten woman uh, tag. This is basically just a combination of two two of the matches from Evolution being put together. Trish Stratus, yeah. Lita, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Talia up against all three members of the Riot Squad: Mickey James uh, and Alicia Fox. Here, um, I kind of surprised a little bit that they had Trish and and, and Lita because, mind you, this wasn't like this was just a hop in the car, finish the loop. They were in Long Island last night, and they're in Charlotte. So I, I, clearly, everybody was on the Evolution show hopped on a plane. Uh, imagine so it wasn't you know so they you know they made a special arrangement to have Lita and Trish uh, come do this unadvertised uh, yeah. ten woman tag so uh, good man and it's and, and it's still and it still felt like they took uh, ten pounds of crap and tried to shove it in a five pound paper bag bit by saying oh quick here's our evolution segment from last night where we get to roll a bunch of clips and, and footage from last night's wonderful feel good moment pay per view. And let's get, instead of giving the girls multiple segments, let's give them one and jam them all in one thing and let's make everybody not feel as important as they should. P.S. We're going to find a way to do it with two Hall of Famers, too, on top of it. Stick, stick around, folks. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt. You're coming off your first ever women's pay-per-view and you just clump everyone in one segment. All these, all these stars, Trish and Lita and Sasha and all it these felt, people and it Bailey. Felt very, it felt very Divas era. <laughs> Oh my this, gosh. This is exactly what started that hashtag movement. Give Divas a chance. It was exactly this type of booking. Yes. I, I, I just I, I just shook my head when they did that. It just seemed yes. very tone deaf. Trish and Lita, you guys, what are you doing? Yeah, build something big with some of these women other than Ronda Rousey, you know? <sighs> yes, and they got the talent for days to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so the baby faces win. Um, Yay. Not yet. Yeah, really. tag. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go backstage, uh, sticking with the women. We see Nia Jax. Obviously, she won the 20 woman battle royal. Mm-hmm. She uh, does have a future, a Raw Women's title. She makes mm-hmm. a title shot at Ronda Rousey. She makes mention, uh, Raj and I were talking about this before we went on air. She makes mention about how Ronda Rousey has, first off, has Becky Lynch at Survivor Series to do a little uh, brand supremacy. This match was made uh, today, tonight, uh, of, of, of Ronda versus Becky, which I know Raj has said this, and I thought the same thing. I know I've said it at length on the SmackDown podcast with Glenn when we talk about Becky. I was kind of hoping Exactly. I was kind of hoping for a Ronda Becky Mania, especially the way they keep having Becky build up with the armbar, uh, you know, two submission. Oh, yeah. Finishers there. But. Yeah. Jeez. Well, yeah, you guys are right. Um, but that said, I, I like that. My concern was would WWE know how to get Becky to WrestleMania and be this over? So I will take a second place finish by getting us Becky versus Ronda while. Becky's red hot going into Survivor Series. I think they can make it last until that long at least. And then it's a matter of how they book Becky at Survivor But before they screw it up for her is what I'm saying. It's not, <laughs> not, not, it's not Becky. But WWE will find a way to screw that up somehow. Yeah, I mean, she, if she gets killed by Ronda and just dominated. Um, I don't think they'll do that. They gave Nikki a lot. I'm sure it'll be, you know, it'll be pretty competitive. Obviously, Ronda's going to win, though. And so it's clear they're going with the Raw versus SmackDown theme again. And so I guess that would mean Braun is probably going to be facing AJ or who knows if Daniel Bryan's wrestling at Crown Jewel, whoever ends up facing AJ. That means Braun's winning there too. You're going to, I think you're gearing up for another Raw squashing SmackDown uh, pay per view. Right. And let's keep this in mind too. I think this is relevant to say. So Survivor Series is always, um, yeah, they always, they said they tend to make it about, you know, the brands. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have, Ronda versus Becky. Now, Ronda, of course, part of the four horsewomen. We're starting to see more of that if you watched Evolution with yep. the, the other girl. And Becky, they actually showed this picture a few times, I believe, on Raw. And I think I saw it on social media. They showed a, 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 they showed a, uh, you know, a, a kayfabe picture backstage at Evolution with Ric Flair. And it was Rick. And I think, Raj, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was the, the, the four horsewomen of WWE. It was Becky. It was Charlotte. It was Sasha. Yeah. So yeah. I... I just find it a little bit interesting. I don't know that maybe I'm just completely looking into too much. I just find it interesting that we both four horsewomen groups are surfacing now and we're going towards a brand competitive show in Survivor Series and they've kind of quietly said Ronda versus Becky, but of course that could change or evolve. So I just think that's interesting to, to look at and maybe keep an eye out for. I can't see them changing it to horsewomen versus horsewomen just based on the fact that no one cares about the MMA well, maybe horsewomen. Not, maybe not there, right. but maybe this is the start of it. Maybe this is the beginning of it. Maybe maybe the interference comes and that's how they protect Becky. Maybe they, maybe this turns into a schmoz. Well, they did position the horsewomen as heels, and I can't see them going right. having Ronda being with that side right now because she's such hot, she's so hot as a baby face. That, um, Good point, Raj. Uh, but in the Nia, back to the Nia Jax, uh, you know, cuts a promo, Ember Moon, and interrupts her. They go back and forth. That match is going to happen up uh, later on in the night. Uh, the announcers also hype up Tamina Snuka and how uh, Tamina and Jax had an interaction evolution. They paid tribute to Roman Reigns. We get the Dean Ambrose heel turn package. Stay tuned later. Uh, Elias, next up. Elias now freshly off on his babyface uh, turn of last week uh, where he uh, broke one of his beautiful fenders, as he talks about. Uh, and Elias uh, gets the gets the home t- gets the Charlotte pop by uh, Charlotte North Carolina pop. I mentioned to Ric Flair wanted to hang out with him. Um, 
we 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 have Elias end up. He ends up going backstage at the end of at the end of all this. He goes backstage to track down Baron Corbin. Uh, has some a little interaction with Dana Brooke. Passes by a cake. Starts <laughs> Dana to Brooke, sing. Dana Brooke asks if she'll sing a song for him. I mean, uh, if he'll sing a song for her, and he he goes for you. No. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> I was. Yeah, he had a little, he had a little bit. Of, it was a nice bit of charisma that just you know it just. I, you know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to set the bar too high, but it's something I, I put on Twitter earlier. You know, Rock, Austin, Kurt yes. Angle, any, any, anybody that has that charisma, you know, that, that at one point was somebody in the mid card and they had that charisma. You remember that time where they went from mid card and you started perceiving them as something bigger and a, and a bigger deal, and, and you saw you saw comedy, but you saw some badass moments, whatever. And I don't, I'm not saying Elias' destination is is to the, it's to that level, but he's at least on the same road of like now. Again, Reigns is gone. It's time for people to step up. They turned him face. The crowd's now solidly behind him, and WWE's allowing it to happen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this, these will be the months to watch. If they do something with him for this year's WrestleMania year, this will be the, the things to watch. But um, Yeah, that Elias-Dana Brook interaction, when you said Rock and Austin, again, not saying he's anything yeah. near the Rock or Austin, but that's what, how, how the Rock would have uh, reacted if Dana Brook asked her. Yeah, asked yes. him, you know? Yeah. Um, and then and staying, yeah. in, and staying in character, getting outside of Baron Corbin's door, and Corbin, I know you're in there. If you're in there, please silence your phone. You know, just just right. simple things. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was really good. I thought he was one of the highlights. I did not like tonight's show, but I thought he was one of the highlights. He was. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up singing a little bit of a song. Uh, ultimately, ends up getting attacked by Jinder Mahal. Uh, cut to commercial. Come back. They're having a match. Um, which I mean, I guess, I guess for the first night of on TV, Elias being booked as a babyface, I guess Gender's an okay heel to put him against because Gender's a, yes. There's no there's, there's no mixed crowd with Gender, so no, it was perfect. It's yeah. Exactly, it was exactly the right level. It's what it needed to be. The stuff about him tonight was about you guys, like you said, his charisma, his backstage segments, his in ring. Those are the things that are getting him over. They just needed a match for him to win tonight against a credible opponent, and they got that. So a full steam ahead for him. Yeah. Man, how far? I mean, Jinder's fallen quite a bit. He was on main event last week, losing yes. to Zack Ryder. Yes, uh, so. he lost to Zack Ryder on main event. Yes. Go, go, go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go, go, Zack though. <laughs> there was that one point where Zack seemed like he was a he was he was becoming a superstar. I don't know if you that seems like a a generation ago, but what was that like twenty eleven? Yeah, I remember even The Rock endorsed him after the Survivor yep. Series when he came back. Yeah, that's yep. because the company wasn't ready yet to let these guys do it themselves or organically get over. Yeah, and they were like a clown after that. <laughs> yep. You can really say Zack Ryder was kind of ahead of his time with yes YouTube channels and stuff like that. He yeah. wasn't yeah. ahead of the curve. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so Elias does get the get the win officially. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll keep an eye on on how that goes each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do we go? Where do we go here? Um, did we cover the backstage segment they did with Rhonda and, and Becky, where they they came they bumped into each other at the after the post show at Evolution? That was the build for their Survivor Series match, where they just kept calling each other champ and see you soon, champ. Did you guys no, see that? I actually yeah. I did. I didn't. I must have left the room. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much, but that, that was the build for their... And then they come back from that, and Michael Cole goes, oh, they'll be wrestling in three weeks at Survivor Series. So that was right. the build for that. Yeah, it's, it's just brand versus brand. We're supposed to care so much about. That's what they think sells it, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't. 
All right, so our next match we end up getting after, again, a few a little bit of uh, video packages promoting Crown Jewel and such. Uh, we go back to the ring. We got the Ascension versus Bobby Roode and Chad Cable versus the Authors of Pain. So a, a, a rare tag team triple threat. Uh, again, kind of just out of the blue. Um, I don't know. I was about to turn the show off when it was just the Ascension and, and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable came out. <laughs> I was like, not this shit again. Seriously. Um, but Lucky AOP came out, so it was a little different. Yeah, uh, Gable and Rue get the win here again. Matt, I'm going to turn to you. I know you're frustrated. I, I, what, 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 I mean, I know Bobby's getting a payday and, 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 and he, you know, whatever. I mean, good, good for him. Like, whatever he likes, good for him. But, I mean, what the hell is Bobby Rue doing here? You've got no answer for this. Are you kidding me? No one's had an answer for this. It started happening. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, it, it it seems like they're building to a heel turn, right? Uh, Chad Gable keeps jumping in his face, being extra okay. annoying. Bobby Roode looks like <laughs> he's getting annoyed. <laughs> being extra annoying. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got you yeah. got to think it's heading towards that. Uh, fingers crossed, but again, the damage has been done. Yeah, Too much damage hasn't been done. Where it's just like, okay, now he's heel. I mean, is he just going to be at the same level that he was as a baby face? Are they not going to let him talk as a heel? They're not going to give us a little bit more uh, uh, character, uh, you know, uh, 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 onion layers to peel back to really get to know Bobby, Bobby uh, uh, Rude the heel. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's rich and he's stuck up, he's snobby, he's got all these bank, whatever that gimmick is of Bobby Rude being rich is what I'm saying. They need to really delve and tap into that. And if they're going to do that, I give them a chance. I'd love to see it, but... To me, it just reminds me of when they turned Mojo Raleigh heel, right? It was, the damage had been done, and they were already pegged at a certain level. And he did good. If you go back and watch, he did good for him For him, uh, when he turned heel. It was different. It was fresh, and it didn't matter yep. because the damage had been done. Uh, you see these quick quick pushes that they do. Like Apollo, it looked like they were going to do something with him a few weeks ago. And uh, even, even even my boy Connor from the Ascension, he, you know, he had a couple of weeks of, getting, uh, of looking – Stronger than he ever had, uh, and then they, and then True. nothing for a week or two, and then now he's on the losing end of. I mean, you know, so I it's 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 very schizophrenic, and, and I almost wonder. We, it's like, it's like we, are, they, are they playing musical chairs in the booking room of people who we, we could argue Bobby Lashley as an example as well. Yeah, Bobby, they just turned heel and he they not won a match. They're like, what the freak? <laughs> I, I've ex- I've accepted that Bobby Roode to them is just a um, almost a house show guy. People like the entrance music. He's reliable. We'll put on a good match. I almost accepted that's what his. Role I don't know is. if it's the Raw writers because he was in a much higher spot on SmackDown. You know, like he was feuding with Randy Orton. He was the U.S. champion. Um, and at Raw the first night he came in, he was in the main event. Yeah, but was wasn't he beat like tag. the next week? I think they beat oh, him. Oh, that's like, when it all started. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're right. They, right off the get go, he was not treated as something special. Well, Gable and Rude get the win officially in the uh, all all accurate uh, pro wrestling record books. Uh, but then the Authors of Pain uh, attack them from behind and they stand tall. So um, a little something for everybody here, except for the Ascension. Uh, we get the uh, we get the video package uh, about Roman Reigns and his fight with leukemia, and they show um, support from some of the young cancer patients that they that they do work with at the hospitals. Uh, this then segues into what's coming up next, which is Seth Rollins coming out. Uh, to confront his brother Dean Ambrose, who uh, <laughs> dastardly stabbed him in the back. 
mm-hmm. on the same night they were all dealing with the emotion of Roman Reigns. I was this was obviously the segment. I don't know if anybody else. Uh, again, as much as I'm a Braun fan and he's fighting for title, this was the segment I was most looking forward to because uh, and, and all weeks so I was like, all right, you know, this was the hot ending of Raw last week. Well done. Pull on the emotional strings of of the viewers that capture the emotion. Uh, so I really wanted to see what they did with this. Uh, you know, we get Seth coming out. Um, he comes out. He's actually much happier than I expected him to be. He, I thought yeah, he was they were happy. covering for him, boy, with those announcers covering uh, for him. That, Matt, I'm glad you noticed. Okay, thank you. Let's let's let me, let's do this first. So I, I I always wonder when you when you when you have a big a big moment like you did the week before. Okay, the next time you, it's just like when somebody has a a brutal match. The next time you see them, they should be selling the match, whether it's bruises, yes. bandages, whatever. So as I hear the burn it down from the fans, I'm thinking, okay, certainly Seth's got to come out. He's got to be all business power walking to the ring, right? No. Yes. He comes out. He's smiling. He's clapping and applauding the fans. He's got his tag belt on. Getting up on the second turnbuckle, doing his whole Having entrance. a good time. I, I was done. <laughs> I, 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 I was – I, I was I was I was dumbfounded by this. I this was shocked me. Yeah, uh, should have come out pissed and just like looking for you know wanting blood. I wonder if he got reamed for that or not. I, I would think he did, or I, they couldn't have told him to go out like that. There's no way. It was kind of scripted to be like that though, because he was like, "Oh, it's kind of my fault, <sighs> you know, because I turned on him first. And ho do 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 do. Which um, I did say. I, I did say if they turn, uh, Dean. I mean, how can anyone be hypocritical of Seth Rollins have a beef with it? He did yeah. it to them at their very, like, their their biggest uh, uh, crescendo, okay, as as a unit. He turned on them. They just beat Evolution, and he turned on them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't get much better than that. They turned on him. So, like, he can't talk smack at to anyone that wants to turn heel. I remember I kept saying, you know. So I'm glad that they kind of stuck to that a little. You know, I do. Yeah. But you still should be heartbroken then. Okay, don't be mad. Be heartbroken. Yeah, don't be smiling. There should be no smiles here. Yeah, definitely no smiles. Yeah. 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 Uh, people are pointing out it was the intercontinental belt that Seth had with him, not the tag belt. So, no. Thanks, guys. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, all right, so uh, a, a happy Seth Rollins <laughs> is talking <laughs> about his friend betraying him. And he, and he basically, um, he, as we said, he questions maybe it was just because it was maybe it was payback. Um, and Ambrose, Ambrose, he calls Ambrose out. Ambrose music hits. Ambrose comes out a la shield from the crowd. Um, and Rollins just, you know, saying he wants answers. Just give him an answer. Uh, the you sold out chance is going on. Ambrose, uh, with the good facial expression, the good, I mean, this guy for, for, for complaints that I can have of, of, of overall performance of his, and, and a lot of it's probably booking over, over the years, I, I, his facial expressions are, are, are usually on point. And he continued that finally pulled the mic out of his, pocket never uttered a word and that that's the the, the silence was uh, enraging infuriating rollins but that 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 made sense uh and ultimately rollins said all right i'm gonna come beat it out of you and uh seth just kind of or uh, excuse me dean just kind of casually strolls on out so they they're cliffhanging this which i have no problem with uh me either. yeah no I no i like it makes me want to tune in good yeah I, I thought ambrose was great here i thought his indifference just kind of given just kind of a disgusted look um I thought that said it all. They didn't have him touch. I like that. Just let yes. it through. Yep. Yep. How, how do you, uh, uh, both of you guys, how uh, put your booking hats on? How, how do you move forward having both of them as tag team champions? Obviously, they have to have a match. How do you handle that situation? 
I don't know why they had them win the tag team titles right. just right in the turn. Storyline wise, you're at the you're at the again. You're at another minor or not not minor, but a mini crescendo in your career. You just won tag team championships, which means what? You now make more money than you did previously. Why would you try to injure the person who's going to help you continue to win more money each week as a champion? <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that. That's why it's never – because I kept thinking, like, we've never really seen this done before, have we, with an actual tag team. Not two singles act, but but a unit like the like, like the Shield is, okay? Um, that's why you've never seen that happen before, where another one turns on the other and a tag team championship win. Right. You turn on them because they cost you the match or the other right. person messed up and you lost. Right. Right. Well, and what's even, even more bizarre about this, you know, we've seen the gimmick of, okay, let's put the two guys – who are uh, eventually going to have? Uh, you know, we, we've seen. Let's let's put the two enemies and make them have to coexist, and they and they don't coexist. And that's almost one. That's almost one level of okay. It's these two guys. They're going to have a, a a world title match later on. But when you have something as serious and personal as stabbing your brother in the back on the night that your third brother goes away to battle cancer, legitimately, that's not the type of that's not the type of situation where you make them have to do the old you know buddy comedy. They can't get along type of thing. Isn't right. It? I don't think they're going to do that. I think this is. Go ahead, Matt. Then you don't have you don't have win the tag team championships then. Yeah, because yeah, it blocks those titles. I think vacate vacate loses the universal championship this Friday and then gains the tag team titles like in a week or two, and then they they do something with like you know seems like they're doing something with Gable and and Brood and I think they'll probably have a little tag team tournament. One of those guys will win, and it'll mean even less than it ever did before. Yes. Let me, let me ask you guys this before we move off of um, this topic. So, Renee Young, uh, it's very well known. WB's right. She's Dean Ambrose's yep. uh, wife, and, and and she even, not by name, but referred to him as her husband last week at the beginning of Raw after Reigns made his speech, his his real speech, and all the announcers were legitimately just kind of you know broken up about it. She even said, you know, Roman Reigns is a great guy. He's 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 gone up and down the road with my husband for the last five years, and then. Ambrose does the heel turn. Uh, she says nothing in, 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 in the commentary. She says nothing, actually, when Ambrose came back weeks earlier. Tonight, again, says nothing. Anytime they're promoting the, this, this story, and then again in the segment, she says nothing. It, 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 am, I, am I just being picky, or, or do, they, do they have to decide, is she, is she, his, right. wife, is she his wife on, on TV or not? Like, yeah, wouldn't, the, wouldn't one of the things be you ask her, like, how, what, what's in his head? Why is he that's acting what I'm like asking. Am, am, I, am I nitpicking here, or do they need to decide? It would be great, but problem is they want her to be a babyface announcer, right? Right, right? So by proxy, she would then be heel unless unless you just have her do the explanation thing of, you know, you're married to him. What's going on? Why is he doing this? Tell us what's going on. Um, I don't know. Does some of that stank get all, rubbed off on her? That, that heel stank, does that rub off on her and then right. affect the dynamic of the show as far as commentary goes? I don't know. Unless she does the whole, he's not talking to me. I don't know anything. He's he's just so this, stop asking. This, this 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 heel turn is causing problems in our marriage. Please don't bring it up. Remember Stephanie and Triple H did that uh, after, uh, a couple years ago. They couldn't explain a storyline, so they just said like, he he's not talking to me. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I just thought I thought I wanted to bring it up. Maybe I'm just again. Maybe I'm. I, I was waiting for them to kind of say something or Renee to reference something. Cause I mean, that's just the logical thing you do is ask the wife. She's right there. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
All right, uh, again, some more video package. Look at the World Cup brackets, uh, promoting DX and the Brothers of Destruction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, we get Nia Jax versus Ember Moon. Um, in the middle of the match, uh, music hits, and Tamina comes down. Uh, Tamina comes down, and she basically kind of just stares, and provides a distraction. Nia Jax finishes off um, and finishes up uh, Ember Moon, uh, hits the light drop, gets the win. Nia Jax the win here. So obviously it seems like they are... Uh, uh, they're not being clear necessarily whether or not they're building to Nia Jax versus uh, Tamina as a feud, or if maybe they're going to little pull a little swerve and they're going to be some kind of a tag team. And again, we keep waiting for tag teams in the Raw division. I don't know. They, they're being kind of careful of, of, of kind of just letting them letting them be in the same ring and same scene, but they're kind of leaving leaving it open ended for what they might do. Uh, does Tamina Snuka do anything for either of you guys? No. Yeah, they keep trying to build it like it's like Brock versus Braun with with the women, right? Like when they do the 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 face offs, and it, it, it's it's just not. Um, we've seen Tamina for too long to think of her as this larger than life, you know, uh, powerhouse, I guess. And um, yeah, she's 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 she a powerhouse. She's just one that don't win. She's just one that doesn't win. That I never have to sweat that she's gonna beat anybody. Yeah, she's been around too long and just lost too many times to be taken seriously. Yeah, like, she shows, like... she th- she throws a badass thrust kick, um, or savat kick, um, and she's really athletic. Um, she has all the tools, as they say, but they never use her tools, and now it's you know she she's too far deep into this now, being booked like, this way. I feel like in the last I feel like in the last decade they've done a few teases at pushing to me, and I feel like she gets hurt not long after. Maybe I'm yes. making that up. I don't no, know. No, no, no. It feels the same way to me. No. They tried a couple times. Yeah, like didn't they pair her up with Lana for a little bit, and then yeah, someone she, got hurt. I can't remember. And then during tough, tough enough before that, they gave her some spotlight. I remember too, mm-hmm. and she got hurt. I could have sworn or something happened, but she didn't make the most of it. This might sound really disrespectful. I don't really know any other way to say it, but I'll just say it this way. I kind of feel like she's a situation of where like WWE feels like they maybe forever owe her a spot. I don't know. I feel like she's just gonna kind of forever be. Involved with the company. I I don't know if it's because of, of her last Family. name. Yeah, I don't know. She's just been around. Oh. She's just oh. been around for so long. Uh, and and what have you done for me lately? I just feel like and I'm sure she's a really nice. I don't know her personally. I'm not, but I, I just feel like she's probably gonna be there forever in some capacity, even if it's a trainer. She has like a job. Well, 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 well. Here's the thing you need to look at. She's incredibly valuable when you think about it. She was on the shelf for God knows how long. I didn't even know she was injured to begin with. How about that? Um, and then she shows up out of nowhere in last night's battle royal. And immediately, you had some cool stare-downs with her versus uh, Naya. You had some cool spots that she was included in. So, like, she's earned her, her, her keep as far as being, uh, I think, staying on with this company for this amount of time. Because you can insert her into things out of left field, literally, and get something out of it in return. She's just never going to beat nobody, though. Yeah. And with the family thing, remember, they didn't keep Deuce on. You know, Deuce is J- Jimmy Snuka's son. Mm-hmm. And... uh you know, they, they got rid of him pretty quick. So I just think she's, I think she's earned, I mean, she's been, she's been there a long time. Uh, and I'm sure they, everyone loves her backstage. I've never heard anything yes. negative about her. No. And again, I, I, I think I've interviewed her once, uh, perfectly fine interview. Well spoken. I, 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 I didn't want that to sound disrespectful. I just was, yeah. I, I, no. just kind of, I just kind of yeah, feel like, yeah, I just kind of feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like she's just gonna be there forever, which good for her. Or she'll have a role as a trainer or something. I just, which, it's it's a lot of staying power. It's a lot of staying power for somebody who again who just hasn't got for somebody who's been around that long. She hasn't accomplished 
really anything in, in, the, in the grand scheme. Well, well, they have some people like that. Zach Ryder is one. Sure. Um, they, they, they got some other guys, you know. They used to have them even back when I was there. They had tons of guys like that. Yeah. Um, that had been around for 10 years, 12 years. Some cases like Bob Holly, 15 years. Um, you know what I mean? So, so they, they don't do it as much nowadays, though. So I don't know. Maybe she's yeah, a rare yeah. breed. I don't know. Our truth, Goldust. You know, there's a lot of there people. There you go. Yeah, our truth has staying power. He has the ultimate staying power. I, I it give comes him. and goes. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt. You made the you made the statement of out of left field. This might have been the most out of left field thing here. Um, the revival, no entrance uh, for TV, up against the Lucha House Party, who gets the uh, gets the two commercial tees. Coming up next, the Lucha House Party. Uh, which, for those of you who uh, are not involved in the Lucha House Party, it's Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorado. Uh, an entertaining match uh, when you have athletic guys uh, like right. the guys in the Lucha House Party, plus just solid worker like the Revival, you're going to get a good match, even if it's only five minutes of TV. Uh, Lucha House Party wins. Um, I, I didn't not like it. I just kind of was just wrapping my head around like, well, okay, where did this come from? There was a lot of tags tonight. Ten, uh, what was it? Ten person, ten woman tag, six man tag. Sorry, three different uh, tag teams against one another, right? Uh, three way rather. Um, I thought there was too much tonight. Yeah, just because they're always meaningless. Anytime yeah, you do the multi person, you know, it, it, there's no, there's no story uh, storyline advancement. It's just just meaningless. But I, I guess they're doing something with Lucha House Party. I, I don't get it. They're they were on two hundred five live. There was much better fit there. I don't know if. This is one of those things, I think, Raj. Um, this is one of those things that started like Lucha House Party was like one of those like, like backstage things, like social media things, like that these guys like that was like they just kind of like created and ran with it. It was like their own little like uh, click or, or whatever. And then it's it, they just got a chance to do it on TV, and now they got T-shirts that have the In Your House logo parody of Lucha House Party. It's kind of one of those random things that it kind of came out of nowhere. But I know it started as like. It was just kind of like a, an inside joke amongst them that they just started as like a dude. Act. There's no such thing as a house party anywhere. That was something like in like the late '80s, by the way. Way, <laughs> way to be with it, WWE. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, guys, I, are you going to the house party this week? Are you going to the house party this weekend, guys? Yeah, it's going to be great. No one talks like that. No one says that. <laughs> right. Matt, you go tell Vince that there's no house parties. Yeah. <laughs> Vince has learned it probably. Who knows? Ah, uh, they're yeah. they're not a trio. He, ju- he uh, just discovered Kitty. He just discovered a kid in play too. <laughs> I have a feeling in three three weeks they'll be kind of where uh, where the revival are at right now. I don't see them uh, being a force in the tag division. No, I think they're talented as hell. But yes, they are. But they ain't gonna be a force anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll keep an eye. Another, another, just much like the Gable Rude Ascension, we'll just kind of see uh, where the consistency or lack thereof sticks around with the Lucha House Party. Um, all right, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, in the ring, of course, Drew flanking him, yes, and Dolph uh, comes out, gives a little promo, uh, uh, hypes up his match against um, Kurt Angle, which I- I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Boy, that gonna, uh, depending on Kurt, on his condition, that could steal the show. It well, could. I'll say this. Uh, about five minutes down the street from me is our IWC Wrestling, who I work with here in Pittsburgh. IWC Wrestling, we have our training school about five minutes down the road. Uh, I can say this because it's going out public now at this point. We have closed the school privately for the last couple weeks on certain days, and Kurt has been training at the school. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that he is in, he is in, I mean, he is in Kurt Angle shape, and he's looking and feeling good. So, 
just by that little bit of insight I can give you, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to what he can do with Dolph Ziggler on this stage. Here's the thing to remember with Kurt, though, and I happened to me when I was with wrestling him at TNA. It's never going to be his wind. It's never going to be him being in shape or not looking like a thousand, a million bucks, right? A thousand bucks. That's horrible. Or looking <laughs> like a million bucks. It's going to be when you hit him with a side slam, a body slam, any slam, does it jar his neck enough to make his legs go numb? I hit him with a very simple fallaway slam, perfectly put him on his back, but it was enough to set something off in his neck that night to make him his body go limp for about 20 seconds, 30 seconds in there, and I had to start choking him while communicating with him. Oh, my God, are you okay? You know, talk to me. And um, he's like, I'll be good. I'll be good. Just stay here. Just stay here for the next few seconds. I'll let you know. And I'm sitting there choking away. Break, ref breaks the count. I go back to choking him again. And I, How about now? Are you doing okay? And uh, so, like, with his neck, it doesn't matter what kind of shape he's in. It just matters if he bumps what happens when he takes that bump. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I am always worried about with him. And, uh, God, man, I hope he's he, that enough years have gone by where he's been able to build it up. But the way the neck works is you get nothing but muscle atrophy. It works it continues to decrescendo your body as far as muscle goes. So his arms will continue to get skinnier, if you guys have noticed. It's not because he's not busting his ass in the gym. It's because the vertebrae in his neck and the nerve damage he has controls the nerves in the arms, which by proxy gives him what's called muscle atrophy, where you continue the muscle continues to eat at itself and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And uh, I'm worried about him, obviously, but uh, you know WWE wouldn't take a chance either. So I'm hoping... You know, when he takes his bumps, he's okay. Nothing rattles around and, 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 and acts a different way. And if that's the case, they could steal the show, yes. Yeah, and Matt, uh, the, the atrophy. I think uh, Paul Orndorff had that as well. Oh, um, when he tore his tri- uh, bicep or tricep. I forget which one. Yeah. But yes, yeah, his arm completely started to eat away at itself, the muscle. Yeah, a, a little piece of trivia here. Uh, you know, when Ziggler first got signed with WWE, they were going to bring him in as Kurt Angle's protege. Uh, that oh, was so the gimmick good. that they had. And yeah, instead, he got Chavos. Yeah, instead, he got Chavo and then uh, Spirit Squad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was Carolyn White's uh, uh, caddy at first. <laughs> yeah. Matt, I know you have to jump off soon, but I did want to get your opinion yeah. on this. Do you think, based upon everything you just said, uh, do you think that's going to probably spell that Kurt's only going to do one match? He's going to get basically he's going to lose his first round match of the tournament. You, you don't see them putting him through the whole tournament, do you? Oh, boy. That's tough, right? Um, Because if he, cause if, he w- if he wins this match, he faces the winner of Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. And you got to think that's Rollins. Right. You would think. Right. Wow, but then Kurt Angle versus Rollins. I mean, come on. That's a great That'd match, awesome. too. But again, it depends on where Kurt's at with his bump card as far as his neck goes. As well. I don't know. I can't answer that question. Uh, it doesn't get better. It usually gets worse. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking about something that happened in 2008. Sure, sure. And how many years ago? Ten years. Jeez, Louise. Um, huh. I no. I think Homeboy uh, uh, oh wins. Um, Ziggler. Dolph. Yeah, I do. And I know right. you guys don't like that because he's wrestling Seth Rollins for the 55th time after that. But still. Yeah. Ziggler fights Apollo Cruz. Uh, this match does, I believe, it goes uh, two segments. They to put a commercial in there. Uh, ultimately, Ziggler wins, which you'd expect as he's getting ready to go to the uh, World Cup uh, here. Mm-hmm. So nothing really. Nothing really uh, notable about this. Uh, so we finally go to the main event segment, which is the Brothers of Destruction come out. Uh, Taker talking about you can't outrun the Reaper when he calls for you. It is your time. Uh, just as he's uh, just as he's doing his 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 rest in peace, we get the DX interruption in the music. Triple H comes out. 
does the DX taunts, uh, points towards the entranceway like Sean's going to come out, and then Sean, from behind, uh, ends up nailing Taker with sweet chin music, ducks out before Kane can get him. So we uh, get DX with a little bit of a, the, the, the trickery, gets the, gets the upper hand, but then Taker quickly sits up, gong goes off, and we go off the air of tune in this Friday. Uh, Matt, before you go, uh, yeah. final thoughts on what's going to be DX versus the Brothers of Destruction? Um, geez, I, I, I are you gonna wa- are you gonna watch live? No, no. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, I have my reasons. Um, I'll be here all night if you ask me about them. So I'd rather not get into it. But I'm not watching it. I, I do think though um, that uh, I, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know which way though that would go. This match, I really don't. I mean, what Triple H technically beat Undertaker last time, right? So. Obviously, the good, happy ending would be Brothers of Destruction having a win, uh, you know, and Sean takes the pin. Hunter yeah. takes the pin. Well, either way, DX loses is what I'm predicting. Yeah, I would think Hunter takes the pin here with Taker getting his win back, basically pinning Hunter. Yeah. And then maybe they do. We got we got less than three weeks until Survivor Series. That's just nuts. Um, and with with one match, you know, and it's supposed to be one of their tent pole events. So it was supposed oh, to be one of the big four. God. I, I think they just caught it. It feels like they just caught it too, by the way, Raj. It feels <laughs> like they just went, oh, shoot, we got three weeks. Yeah, let's just, let's do something real quick with Ronda and Becky. At least we yeah, got yeah, something yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, bump into it, bump into it. Spill her coffee or something. <laughs> these Taker Kane promos are so bad. They're like a, another level of bad. And you got these legends in there, and I could not give two shits about this match. Isn't that bad? Isn't yeah. that bad? Sean's comeback. I would have never thought I'd feel so indifferent for Sean's comeback five days out, you know? Like, if there was a Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame, these, <laughs> these three out of the four, four out of the four potentially, are in it. Yeah, it's like you the elite I mean? of the Hall of Fame. Hall of yeah. Fame elite. And yeah. nobody – I just don't care. I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, Maddie, I think you got to jump off. Any yeah, I got to get off. I got to get off. I got yeah. stuff I got to do here at home. I apologize. Um, um, nothing. You guys can follow me uh, uh, after this at UpLive. Go to your app store, download UpLive. It's a free streaming service app. I'll be answering any other questions you guys might have. Uh, Q&A with me for the next two hours starting at uh, 12.30 a.m. Oh, yeah, 12, 2.30, 12.30 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. I'll be doing it. And halfway falling asleep, but I'm going to do it. UpLive, look up Matt Morgan, the blueprint Matt Morgan, and then I look forward to answering all your questions. Thanks for having me on. You guys kicked ass tonight. Thank you, Raj. All right, man. Yeah, um, we'll see you uh, next Monday. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Great job, buddy. Thanks, Matt. Good talk. Better run real quick. Bye-bye. Bye. And for people asking, we are going to have a podcast after Crown Jewel right now. It's Glenn, myself, and uh, yeah, we are immediately following the event. We'll be we'll be live on Friday, so make sure to join us for that. And we're going to get into Crown Jewel here in a minute. Yeah, right. I mean, do you want to get right into it or something, or where do you want to go from here? Uh, one one thing: uh, Cody Rhodes uh, talking on Jericho's cruise, uh, wrestling Inc. first reported. Why aren't you on the cruise, by the way? <laughs> I mean, I can't go for a week. Are you kidding? What are you talking about? No way. The That's, site will run itself. And not just that. I got two two young daughters and a wife. They'll kill me. And this is right around my birthday. My birthday was oh, just... I've met your wife. She'd be more than happy to let you have this as your birthday present. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to... Yeah, with a bunch <laughs> of dudes. She's a wonderful lady. She'll let it happen. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, so Jericho... Uh, I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes saying... He has no intention of signing with WWE, which seems like a bad negotiating tactic. And uh, he he fully plans to have an all-in-two. I think Cody's just being Jericho right now. I don't think he's 
you can take anything he really says that serious unless he's got some real plan that he's going to announce soon. But, you know, uh, Cody's contract is reportedly up after this cruise. Uh, I think he's still going to do ROH in New Japan until January when the Bucks and everyone else, their contracts are up. And, and we'll see what happens from there. There's lots of rumors, uh, rumors of, you know, them just doing all in events and, and some stuff in New Japan. So we'll see. Well, let's be realistic here. I mean, first of all, I think what you said is perfectly put. Uh, Cody's very much doing the Jericho thing, which is constantly just working everybody. You don't know where he's going to show up. Keep the secrecy. Um, but if, you know, if January came around, rumble time, and if Cody and the Bucks, if, if, if all of them really did come to WWE, looking at the landscape, and I know that we just lost Roman Reigns for uh, an un, unknown amount of time. And, you know, Kevin Owens is out and John Cena is not there all the time or whatever. But I mean, like, if you brought Cody in the, like, where's the room for them? Like, where do they fit in? Yeah, they're not going to be headlining these pay-per-views against Braun Strowman. Right. That's what I mean. Like, where you know, where are they going? So, yeah, I can see Cody doing, I can see, you know, honestly, I see Adam Page as from all of them, him having the, uh, probably the most likely success in WWE. Cody, I just, I just don't see it. You've seen him. Uh, I think he's done a fantastic job outside of WWE, but in there when he's standing with these other guys, I'm talking before he was Stardust, he just didn't feel like the superstar that the other guys did. Has that changed since he's been gone? We'll see. I think he'll he'll come across as a big star in NXT. On the main roster, I just don't see it. I see Adam Page and maybe, and uh, Young Bucks, we see how well tag teams do in WWE. So... Well, that would be the thing. If they were all, if they were all there for NXT specifically, they would work great in the NXT environment. Uh, if, if, but I don't know for an NXT only attraction if Vince is going to sign off on them making the money they want for an NXT. Cause, I mean, for as for as popular and as successful in one measurement NXT has been in terms of like brand awareness and the fact that they tour all over the world and they do well attendance wise, they're still. Correct me if I'm wrong. I they're still not a profitable brand no so well part of it is because of all the expenses with the performance center and everything and you know they're doing shows in front of hundreds not thousands now if they were able to do something with this fox deal to get nxt on fs1 even if it's at a cheap price if you could get a third a viable third brand the amount they could get in television rights the next time they're up who knows um and you got something that's different from ron smackdown as long as vince doesn't get his hands on it and then you don't need these guys who did so well in NXT needing to go to the main roster and floundering. You're, you're the guys like your Bobby Roods and and your Ty Dillingers and and you know Sanity who we haven't seen who, who have been just MIA. Uh, all these guys who are doing well on NXT don't feel the need to need you know you don't need to bring them to the main roster anymore if you could make that a viable third touring brand with television. Yeah, I mean, and just, I don't mean like not not WWE Network like real television. Like, right. Yeah. Just just embrace to the fullest what NXT is, which is WWE's own independent flavor type of show. But yeah, let it be on a major network and get the money for it. And then you're right. Now, all of a sudden, maybe you can afford to pay uh, Cody and the Bucks um, what they would want and uh, right. be what it is. All right. So Crown Jewel this Friday, uh, streaming noon Eastern time. Uh, here Are you surprised they're going? No, I'm not. You know, yeah. uh, t- two things to it. One... Uh, I talked to somebody in WWE just before Wednesday's podcast last week, and I had said, and this is somebody who is going to be going. And I said, 
you know, are you surprised? Are you hearing anything? Are they going to change it last minute? And they said, I, I really don't think that, you know, no, I think we're going to Saudi Arabia. There's already people over there for us setting up. Not, not that they couldn't have pulled those people back out of there, but, you know, that, that being said, I was like, all right, you know, that's probably not going to make a change. And then, you know, never mind what you want to say about, obviously, you know, morally, like, you know, there's a lot of disgusting things about the situation, but none of us can hypothetically, none of us can appropriately hypothetically answer if we were in Vince McMahon's shoes with having a, money and shareholder like the, the we could say oh well we would just be able to leave that money on the table you know i mean I, there's just so many factors to it and, you know vince mcmahon's wife her boss is the president of the united states and he's saying businesses don't take your money out of saudi arabia whether you agree with him or not that's not a point here you know when you I, you know so if vince would have pulled out of saudi arabia not only is he defying his wife's boss but he's also defying his buddy who's a president i mean it just there's just so many weird factors to this i was it like, is so just, weird this whole know, situation is so weird I, I just didn't see vince pulling out though i didn't see it either just i think just because of money vince always thinks about the money and the if he if he didn't do this you're a breach of contract and that's affecting a 10-year deal worth you know half a billion dollars i know there is that analyst me and me and matt talked about this on last night's podcast that he figured that WWE would be losing two to three million dollars in profit from this event. I don't see how he gets that number. Uh, WWE has not specified how much they're making with these events, and it could be anywhere from like forty to fifty million per event, or it could be half of that. But regardless, there's no way if it, if they're making forty million for this event, there's no way their expenses are thirty-seven million to get two to three million profit. No. So you're talking a substantial profit. I think they'd make enough money that they could do without it. But again, you, like you said, we, we're not in that shoe. We're not, we're not in those shoes. We, we're not having to make that decision to bust a contract like that to bust. A, I mean, look, uh, New Japan makes what forty-four million. A, 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 I think a year was what they made last year. That's one. That's one show, possibly, you know, potentially. So, well, let's think about this big picture again. I, 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 it's just okay. So they go do the show. They do it. They leave. That's it. Um. Everybody who's booing and upset about them doing the show, that's your right. And if you really want to exercise your right, don't watch the freaking show. Let WWE see very low streaming numbers for the show on WWE Network, and maybe that'll send a little type of message. But at the end of the day, they're going to go do the show. They're going to leave. They're going to come back, continue like as always. And everybody that's complaining about it right now is going to still tune in for Raw, still tune in for Survivor Series, etc. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, just he he probably just can't justify leaving that money on the table for what. Yeah, is, is he going to get slammed by John Oliver? Is he going to get slammed by some mainstream publications politically? Absolutely. Is he going to get slammed by wrestling fans who are outspoken? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, is it going to cripple his business? No. And just a quick correction. New Japan actually made $35 million, uh, for 2017, so it's even less. So one show is more than what you know New Japan makes in a year. So that's uh, – and that's the – strongest number two that there is really right now. So, I mean, that just tells you how much money is on the table. I don't, again, I just think, but you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a little more political. I, I, I wouldn't do it, but I can't judge. I mean, I can, but I can't say, I don't understand why they are. Yeah. I mean, you say you wouldn't do it and, and I would say I wouldn't do it, but then I also have to correct myself and say, okay, I'm saying that as just right. Joe Schmo. I cannot even wrap my head around having been in charge of that kind of operation, that kind of money. And okay, well, what is my decision-making going to be then? You know, yeah. we know, but none of us can, and none of us can. I can say if I'm, if I, let's say hypothetically, if I'm making a million dollars a year and I have to give up something that's making me 
50,000 a year, I'd do it. And you know, that, that was like this, I, I, I would turn that down, but I don't, I, then again, I'm not public and, and everything like that either. So, uh, what surprise, what surprise has been the most out of it all? I'm not surprised if Cena not going because Cena has the most to lose more than anybody yeah, in the sure. active roster with Hollywood and everything. He's the one, you know, yeah. Uh, Randy Orton can go. Bobby Lashley can go. Rey Mysterio can go. If John Cena goes, he's the one that has to answer the most questions because he does the most media. He's in the most in the most eyes. So I'm not surprised of him. Holding, and he has the leverage. That's the that's the video that John Oliver will be using from Saudi Arabia's you know right. Cena's Cena's match. And he has the leverage to tell Vince, "I'm not going." And no. what's what's Vince going to do? Fire him? No. So apparently that, Daniel Bryan does too. Maybe. I, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow on SmackDown. I don't know. Fine. I, I, all I know is I've been seeing Crown Jewel ads now all over the web, and they're advertising the match that they're advertising is Daniel Bryan and AJ. So it, that seems odd if there's a good chance that Daniel Bryan can't make the show. Or I think I, th I think he's doing it. I, I don't I don't know, but you know that doesn't surprise me. What surprises me the most is Kane. <laughs> You're a sitting American politician right now, dude. They did that foolproof uh, donation, you know, hundred thousand donation wow. to the, the police, and that, you know, I think that that paved his alibi. I guess you know guess. that was <laughs> like I'll be honest with you tonight in the main event. I'm going to raw when his music hit and he came out first by himself. A part of me thought, oh, is he going to walk to the ring first, and is DX going to jump him? Is that going to write him off of this show somehow? Like I literally thought that for a split second before Taker came out because I was like, I was just like still kind of. Couldn't quite believe if he was actually going to go over there. <laughs> Some people saying in the chat they'd they'd live over there for ten mil. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, How far does ten million go over there? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, who knows? Uh, people asking. It starts at noon Eastern, uh, and they they're going to have a pre-show. And yeah, we'll be on. It's probably going to go about four hours, so uh, four Eastern. So we'll be on right after that. Um, so yeah, let's let's run down this card. Do you have it up? Uh, I can I can bring it up if you don't I, have it. I don't. I think I know the bracket in my head. I mean, what is it? It's the it's the tournament. It's the AJ Bryan match, and it's the the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. Is that it? And uh, the Bar and the New Day. Okay. And uh, I, I do believe that's it. Let me let me bring it up here. Um, All right, so uh, why don't we start off with uh, with a new day in the bar, since people keep forgetting that match is even on there. Let's see. Yeah, the, yeah, the the bar is champions, correct? Yeah, and I, I don't see why they would lose them again. So yeah. I'm gonna go to the bar. Yeah, I don't think there's anything uh, storyline wise that's gonna change too much coming out of the show. I agree. I think the, the bar, uh, World Cup tournament, uh, Kurt Angle, Dolph Ziggler. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Dolph Ziggler. I think so too. I think I would love to see Kurt and then Rollins and then Kurt against Rollins. I think that'd be awesome. But seems seems weird to waste it in a tournament match. Um, so I think they go with Seth and Dolph for the 750,000th time this year. Um, so with that, that's the next match: Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing Seth goes over there. Yeah, I'm going to say Seth, and I, and I think also, yeah, I mean, Seth versus Dolph would be repetitive. Obviously, it'll be brand new live for that audience. Uh, but you know that you can get 20, 25 minutes out of that. And, like, on a show that's going to be tournament-based and they're not going to bring a full roster over, you need something that can kill time 
yeah. to allow the other guys to rest and just to, just to kill time in general. And I just don't see Kirk being put in that position to where they want to like, because God forbid they book him to go even to the second round and he gets on that first match and he's in bad shape. You know, you got to, I mean, you know, you got to go through with it. So I, I think just safely, I think you know, Ziggler versus Rollins and then Ziggler versus Rollins. I, I, I guess Rollins probably. Yeah, I, I pick Rollins to win the whole thing. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, I pick I pick Rollins there. On the other side, we got what is it, Randy Orton and Ray? Yes. I'm gonna go with Ray there. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing Ray lose this quick back in his return. Yeah, he'll probably lose the next match, but I don't see him losing the first one. Um, Jeff Hardy against the Miz. Miz. Ray versus the Miz. Yep, I agree. And then I see Ray beating the Miz, and then we get Ray and Rollins in the final. Is that what you see? I'm actually going to go Ray lose. I'm actually going to say Rollins and Miz. Okay. I'm going to say Rollins and Miz. And then Rollins getting the win there? I. I you think the Miz is going to win the World Cup? I'm, no, I'm going to I, I know. I, I'm not going to get. It's too late in the night for me to start arguing with you about the Miz. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction right here, Raj. I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you. Seth Rollins wins the whole thing. I'm going to predict Hulk Hogan makes a surprise appearance, comes out and presents the World Cup, the prestigious World Cup to Seth Rollins. Hulk is definitely on his way. Uh, so oh, that, I forgot to mention this. So Roman Reigns was at Raw tonight. I found I found this out before the show went on the air. But uh, Roman Reigns was backstage before the show. I don't know why he was there, but he left before the show started. And Hogan is going to Saudi Arabia. He, uh, he, I think he might have left last Friday. Um, either he left last Friday, or he, or he's leaving uh, today or tomorrow. But yeah, he's he's heading over there. Yeah, I, I think you're definitely going to see Hulk Hogan. Which, <laughs> just leave it at this. I mean, that's <laughs> there's not enough controversy around the show. That's why I could almost see them taking the Hulk just to meet all the, the the you know the the Saudi royalty and not putting him on the show with all the shit that they're getting anyway. But. Who knows? I, I think he's going to come out and present the World Cup to the winner. And he's going to, if he has to present the cup, he's going to present it to a babyface, Seth Rollins. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Him presenting it to the Miz would be weird. Um, all right. Th- so then we go to AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Presumably that uh, that match is still advertised. Presumably. And if it happens, um, and if it happens after the, f- I don't see, I don't know. If it happened after the finale of the World Cup, I could see to get out of the match the Miz interfering. Oh yeah, just to protect both guys. Maybe putting it in a three-way. Um, yeah, at, at Survivor Series because they need something quick and they don't have any. It'd be a quick turnaround to start a new storyline for. I'm 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 assuming AJ is going to leave with the title. I don't know if they're going to de- do a DQ here just because of all the money that is involved in this show. I, I, I could see them having AJ beat Daniel Bryan. The Miz interferes, but AJ didn't see it, and you know. Miz beats the crap out of both of them, and maybe it leads to Miz versus AJ or a three-way. Yeah, I mean it all depends too. The Miz interference, it has to. The match has to happen after the World Cup's over. You can't have the World Cup still going on and the Miz come out. I think that'd be weird. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the vacant WWE Universal Championship. So we're guaranteed one title change. Uh, so <laughs> I think this is going to be it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it's a lock. You can never rule Brock Lesnar out because of the drawing power that he has. But I am going to go Braun Strowman. I'm going to I'm going to say this though. I, I, I'm going to maybe I'm going to contradict myself. You can't rule Brock out, but I'm going to I'm going to 
go strong and put all my chips on my man Braun Strowman. And I'm going to say, because if this match was a three-way, like if it was a three-way like it originally was going to be with Reigns, Brock was probably going to take the pin, right? You yeah. figure maybe Brock. Reigns pinning Brock. Yeah, right, exactly. So, assuming that the, assuming that nothing has drastically changed and that Brock is still going to disappear and be focusing on UFC, this would be the chance not only to put the title on Braun, but for Braun to make a statement. And he needs to make a statement after they just kind of killed some credibility, having him turn heel and doing all the hoopla for the last couple of weeks and months. So. If this match is not last, it's, you know, if they end up ending with the World Cup or ending with something else, or, or maybe even if it is last, I don't know. It's not going to be last. You got the, the, tag, the tag team match, right? Yeah. So if this match probably won't be last. You don't need to have a big main event ending in terms of like epic battle. I could see Braun Strowman beating Brock Lesnar in, in less than four minutes, bell to bell. Make a statement. Yeah. And, you know, Brock's, if he's training for UFC, he probably doesn't want a long match. So I can see them not going too long. So, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, Braun takes this, and who knows? Maybe Drew lays him out afterwards, and that builds to Survivor Series. I see no benefit doing Braun versus AJ at Survivor Series, a champion versus champion. I hope they hold off on the champion versus champion deal. You have a Universal Championship title defense and then a WWE Championship title defense at Survivor Series. Sure. Uh, and then the main event, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, a combined age of over 202 years old between these four guys against The Undertaker and Kane. 205. 205, yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, youngest guy in this match, Triple H at 49 years old. Uh, yeah, well, what do you see happening? Uh, Brothers of Destruction get the win. Taker versus Shawn in Survivor Series in LA. I, I agree. I think uh, Taker pins Triple H, and then uh, Shawn Michaels and... It'll be the, the like the reverse of Australia, maybe, where the DX then attack Brothers Instruction afterwards, and uh, and yeah, they're, they're left standing even though they lost. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I I I said this earlier. I just am surprised, flabbergasted that I would be so uh, indifferent to Shawn Michaels' return match this close out. But I'll, I'll say this before we get out of here. I'll say this if. It's probably a good thing that Sean's probably going to have another string of matches, probably Survivor Series, probably Mania, definitely, and maybe you know, rum, you know, some of the things in between. It's probably good because if this was the one and only for all of the nonsense surrounding this show, that would really, I think, not to his fault, it would just kind of really put a damper on a legacy for a wrestling legacy that you know, for the fact that he was the one guy that retired and stayed retire. Thank God that he's probably going to have more matches and he'll be able to end this whole thing a lot better note than this. Yeah, I, I still think, regardless, that people will still look back at his retirement as being the one WrestleMania match against uh, Undertaker. Like, he, I think even with Ric Flair, he's wrestled a bunch since that Shawn Michaels match. But when people think of Ric Flair retirement, the first thing that pops into mind is that match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't do much. But And hopefully this leads to something more interesting. We don't know if Shawn is going to wrestle again after this. We don't. I mean, all this money could have just been a one-time deal. Um, I, I'm... I'm I'm I, I'm fairly sure he is. I don't think that's a one-time thing. Let's see, because this was it was the Saudi money that got him in. You know that was because uh, he's been asked before and always turned it down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, that's it. That's it for tonight. Uh, I got nothing to plug you. <laughs> uh, at Justin Labar, it's got links and thoughts to everything. Um, Wednesday's podcast here in Wrestling Inc. Uh, my podcast, Wrestling Reality. Um, so all the good stuff there. Follow me. Uh, banter with me. Uh, I won't. I won't block you. I'll just tell you you're stupid. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. So join us Wednesday, guys. That'll be Justin, Glenn, and Nick. And then we'll be back on Friday, myself and Glenn, for the post-crown jewel edition of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So take care. <laughs>